We thank you for tuning in to the Chosen City Church Sermons Podcast. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. All over this place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. It's in the valley. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. I don't know about you, but I've decided to rejoice and be glad in it. Yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not promised. All we have is today. Let's give God some crazy praise. Hallelujah. 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 Giving honor to God who is my life. Giving honor to our beloved Pastor Walt and the first family in their absence. Let's give God some praise for the first family. We bless God for them this morning. And let's give God some praise for our wonderful executive pastor, Reverend Mark Johnson. He's doing a wonderful job while pastor is on sabbatical. So we just praise God for him. And I want to thank uh, Pastor Q for going old school this morning. I needed that. I needed, I needed a refreshing. There's a refreshing in the presence of the Lord. And let me say this to you as your elder. Don't ever apologize for praising God. Don't ever. You just do you. You go in. You know what it takes to get in the presence of the Lord. And see, praise is what gets us into the presence of the Lord. The Bible said that in his presence is the fullness of joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. So don't ever apologize for your praise. I don't care if you're at work, the grocery store, or in court. In fact, in court is where you really need to praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank Pastor Walt for this opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk this morning. I don't take it lightly, and I just bless God for him. Our scripture this morning is found in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 9. I'll be reading verses 3 to 5 and 15, and it should also appear on this screen. And thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. Whenever the word of God is read or taught, God is speaking. And when God is speaking, it demands a response. And the response should be yes. Never tell God no. Come here, Jonah. He told God, No, and he wound up in the deep, in the belly of a whale. And he had time to come to himself, amen? Acts chapter nine, verses three to five and 15, and I'll be reading them from the Amplified Version. Can we get them on screen, media? As he traveled, he approached Damascus, and suddenly, somebody say suddenly, A light from heaven flashed around him, displaying the glory and majesty of Christ. 
and he fell to the ground and heard a voice from heaven saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and oppressing me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But, somebody say but. The Lord said to him, go, for this man is a deliberately chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the son of Israel. Give God some praise as you go down to your seat. Hallelujah. The title of the sermon this morning is An Encounter with Jesus is a revelatory experience. An encounter with Jesus is a revelatory experience. One more time for the Holy Ghost. An encounter with Jesus is a revelatory experience. I want you to ponder a question this morning as I am preaching. The question is, have I had a Damascus Road experience? Now, you don't have to answer, but I want you to just think about it, and we'll talk about it again at the end of the service. To give you some background on our text, Jesus the Christ, Jesus, Mary's baby, Jesus, God's only begotten son, has died on the cross, in your place and in my place and for the whole world's place. He has been buried and risen from the dead and has ascended to heaven. The promised Holy Spirit has come on the day of Pentecost. Peter preached, the people responded, what shall we do? And the church was birthed that day with three thousand people. What an overflow. Every pastor would love to have an overflow on any given Sunday. The church was on one accord. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? Many signs and wonders were taking place and the church grew daily exponentially. The apostles were arrested a few times for preaching the good news and performing signs, miracles, and wonders. Deacons were appointed to help with serving so the apostles could spend time in the prayer. If you are in the five-fold ministry, your job description is to be constantly in the word and in prayer so that when you go before the people, you have something to give to them. Deacon Stephen was stoned for preaching the gospel. And great persecution arose against the church at Jerusalem, which caused the disciples, not the apostles, not the leadership, but the laity, and they scattered to Phoenicia, Syria, Antioch, and Samaria. An encounter with Jesus is a revelatory experience. Now, to give you Saul's Backstory: He was born in Tarsus. His father was a Roman. He was a free Roman citizen, Paul. He was circumcised on the eighth day. He was a zealous Pharisee of the tribe of Benjamin. He studied at the feet of Gamaliel, a prominent uh, teacher of the law, 
and he hated Christianity with a passion. He persecuted the believers without mercy. And he was at the, he was at the stoning of Stephen, and he was in agreement with, with it and didn't say a word. Saul went into every house in Jerusalem and took out those believers. And back in those days when it first started, the word um, Christian came later in Antioch. They were called the way. They were called we are of the way. And so Saul got letters from the high priest to go to Damascus to imprison those who he found of the way in the Damascus synagogue. And en route to Damascus, Paul had a sudden encounter with Jesus. So today, that's what we want to talk about, having a sudden encounter with Jesus. It's a revelatory experience. The first revelation is a revelation of your sinfulness. The second one, a revelation of who Jesus is. And the third revelation is that God has a unique purpose for your life. When we encounter Jesus with sinfulness, Jesus asked, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Anytime God says something twice, he is really trying to get your attention. Saul responded with, who are you, Lord? And a voice said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. It's hard to kick against the pricks. In other words, you are fighting a losing battle. Your arm's too short to box with God. Paul sincerely believed that Christianity was a threat to Judaism. He received the revelation that he was sincerely wrong. There are times in our life we're going to be sincerely wrong. We think we're helping God. We think we're helping people, and we are just dead wrong. But the good news is God will forgive us when we are sincerely wrong. And so Saul said, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? When we encounter God, that's what we, what do you want me to do? He's revealing himself to you for a reason. And he said, arise, go to the city and you will be told what to do. Paul was blind. They led him to Damascus, to Straight Street, to be ministered to by Ananias so that his sight could be restored physically and spiritually. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost and then got baptized. Like Saul, I got good news for you this morning. If you are going in the wrong direction, God allows U-turns. We're told in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. What's new, you might be asking? You get a new family. See, before, Satan was your, fa your father, and now God is your father. You get a new name. Your name was sinner. Now your name is saints. You get a new position. You are now seated with Christ in heavenly places. You get a new nature. That cold, hard heart of stone was replaced by a soft heart of flesh. You get a new vision. You now can sing the song, 
Hallelujah. I once was blind. Glory. But now I see. You get a new inheritance. You are now an heir and a joint heir with Jesus to the treasures of heaven. You get a new life. You were spiritually dead, but now you are born again, and you have a new destination. Before, we were on our way to hell, but glory, hallelujah, when we meet Jesus and we accept him, now we are on our way to heaven, and we get new clothes. Now, I know the women in here, we like new clothes, all right? And so, a great exchange took place on the cross. Jesus exchanged his robe of righteousness for our filthy rags. Glory, hallelujah. You owe God some praise for that one. Hallelujah, we thank God. Hallelujah, we thank God that we get a revelation of our sinfulness. See, we were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. That's original sin. All of us, we all start out on a level playing field. Now, secondly, when we encounter Jesus, we receive a revelation of who Jesus is. Saul fasted, Saul prayed, he spent days with the disciples being taught of the Lord. He preached in the Damascus synagogues. We are told in 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The Bible is our spiritual food. The Bible is our soul food. The Bible is our source of cleansing, our source of faith, our source of health, our source of healing, our source of light, our source of love, our source of strength, and our source of wisdom. Hallelujah. The Bible says, This book of the Lord shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, night and day, day and night. Daily, you can't go wrong with eating the word of God. And let me tell you, it is good. Let's give God some praise for the word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible declares in James 4, 8, draw nigh unto God and he'll draw nigh unto you. We have to pray without ceasing and eat the word daily. You can't go wrong doing that. And that's how you get to know anybody. How did you get to know your spouse? You spent time with them. You were on the phone for hours, and at one point, ain't nobody saying nothing. Y'all just breathing. You still there? You just wanted to kind of be in their presence, amen? And then you may go on a date, and then COVID hit, and now you're doing Zoom dating. I won't talk about that other thing I heard that they do on the phone. Lord, have mercy upon us. Hallelujah. An encounter with Jesus is a revelatory experience. Thirdly, when we encounter Jesus, we receive a revelation that God has given each of us a unique God-given purpose. Now, in addition to God's unique purpose, he also has universal purposes for each one of us. One, 
The first one is to be a Christian, to accept Jesus as Savior. Secondly, to be a servant. Thirdly, to be a steward. And fourthly, to be a witness. Paul's purpose was revealed to him in verse 15. But the Lord said to him, go. This man is as a deliberately chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. See, previously, very little was done to take the gospel to the Gentiles. But God flipped the script for Paul. Paul was on his way to Damascus, where he was going to bind those of the way and bring them back to Jerusalem to go to jail. But Jerusalem became his place of salvation where he began to learn about God and where he began preaching and started to fulfill his unique God-given purpose. Saul also preached in Jerusalem, but mainly his main ministry was to the Gentiles. Whatever your unique God-given purpose is, it is tied to a people. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Because he has a purpose for each of us. Paul even preached to King Agrippa. And King Agrippa said, hmm, that sounds good. You almost persuaded me. We, wanna, we don't want to be like that. We don't want to be almost persuaded. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1.9, who have saved us, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. See, our unique purpose is not about us. Tell your closest neighbor, it's not about you. But it's about what God wants. See, God works backwards. God started, made up a plan for the earth, and he worked backwards, and he created a unique purpose for you within his plan of redemption for mankind. Paul studied for 10 years in preparation for his unique God-given purpose. Think about it. Paul founded seven churches. Seven, can you imagine? Seven, and see, that was way back in biblical times. No industrial revolution, no printing presses, no internet, no telephones, but he did it. It wasn't easy, but he did it. When God calls you and anoints you to do your purpose, he will give you what you need to do it. And he wrote 14 books of the New Testament. The New Testament has 26 books, so he wrote more than half. He fulfilled his unique God-given purpose of bringing the gospel to the Gentile world. So at the end of his life, he could say, I fought a good fight, I've kept the faith, and I have finished my course. That's what it's going to take for us to live this Christian life, faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And an extra tip, faith 
is the exchange in the kingdom. You will receive nothing in the kingdom of God unless you receive it by faith. And when we are saved, God gives us a little bit of faith, a mustard seed side of faith, but we have to keep it growing. Faith coming by hearing the word of God. Faith coming by hearing, by hearing the word of God. Faith does not come on the internet. It doesn't come from Instagram. It doesn't come from TikTok, but faith comes by hearing. Not from the TV, but from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Let's give God some praise for the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. An encounter with Jesus is a revelatory experience. As he traveled, he approached Damascus and suddenly... A light from heaven flashed around about him, displaying the glory and majesty of Christ. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice from heaven saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting and oppressing me? And Saul said, who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But the Lord said to him, go, for this man is a deliberately chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, and kings and the sons of Israel. To reiterate the three points, Paul, well, he was still called Saul at that time, encountered Jesus in his entire life changed. Hallelujah. He received three revelations. One, the revelation of his sinfulness. Two, a revelation of who God is, and thirdly, the revelation that God had a unique purpose for his life. In life, we're going to encounter different people. You might encounter celebrities. You might encounter politicians, the rich and the famous, who may make a temporary difference in your life, but the greatest encounter is with Jesus because he makes an eternal difference. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection in the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. Hallelujah. Jesus saved. To the utmost, Jesus saved. He will pick you up and he'll turn you around. Hallelujah. Jesus saves. Let me say that again. To the utmost, Jesus saves. To the utmost, Jesus saves. He will pick you up and turn you around. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus says, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Besides him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Beside him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. He's the only. 
leeway. Let's give God some praise for Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, uh, that bright and morning star. Jesus, that lily of the valley. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Give me a J. Give me an E. Give me an S. Give me a U. Give me an S. What's that spell? I can't hear you. What's that spell? Jesus, who saved you? Who's your healer? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let us pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, oh God, hallelujah. Father, we thank you for loving us and sending Jesus, uh, your only begotten son, to down the cross in our place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. You are the source of all of our supply. We love you. We thank you, Lord for your word. I plead the blood of Jesus over the word that we heard today. The enemy cannot penetrate the blood. Thank you, Lord. May your word fall on good ground, producing a harvest of 1,000 fold. If you're here today and you have never accepted Jesus, hallelujah, let us stand. I extend an invitation to you today. I said to you earlier, I want you to ponder the question, have I ever had a Damascus encounter? Now I want you to answer that question for yourself. You don't have to tell anybody else. Have you had a Damascus encounter? Are you sure enough say for real, for real? If Jesus came to the clouds tonight, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are going back with him? Have you had a Damascus encounter? Thank you for tuning in to our sermons podcast here at Chosen City Church. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.